And I'm Colleen. And we combined have lived in Iraq for... 11 years. We get a lot of questions about life in Iraq. And we decided that the best way to address those questions is to do a little podcast. So we're going to answer some questions that are really common. The ones we get asked all the time. Yeah, because apparently it's a weird thing to live in Iraq. Who knew? Hmm. Yeah, strange. So it's our 10th episode. Woohoo! And we decided we wanted to talk about something that we find really fun for our 10th episode. Fun, but also like we're not fanatical about it. That's true. Except that a little bit. I, I mean, mean, a little bit right now, because yes. right now is special. If you are unaware or intensely American and refuse to see what is happening in the rest of the world, <laughs> then you may not know that the largest sporting event internationally is happening right now. Yeah. And that would be the World Cup. Woohoo! Um, and it's because soccer or football is the world sport. Everybody plays it. As it should be. <laughs> well, it doesn't really fit in the same category as a lot of sports because it can be played by anyone, anywhere, with very, very few resources. Right. So you don't have to build some sort of fancy stadium or a swimming pool or anything have like snow. that. Right. In fact, play if soccer. you have snow, it probably maybe is a disadvantage. But you can still play you soccer still, in snow. I you see those the up on like Mount Everest, the yeah. the Sherpas or the people or at the poles that yeah. play soccer. Yeah, everyone. Soccer. It's available to everyone, and so we're going to talk about soccer, and we're going to talk about other sports that are popular in Iraq or not popular, or, but that we forced our students to play. Right, less popular. I will say that I don't think I ever saw anyone play baseball. In no. a row, or cricket, or rugby, or, you know, some of the more niche sports. Yeah. Baseball is a niche sport, people. It is. <laughs> and it's boring. Anyway. Um, back Maybe to we do soccer. feel more passionately about this than I thought. We're a little fanatical. But, yes, yeah, soccer is definitely the most popular sport in Iraq. People go crazy for it. All the kids play it. It's... Just a universal yeah everything. And they all have, uh, I mean, I think one of the first questions I got asked was if I was Real or Barcelona. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because while I love soccer, I do not follow uh, club soccer. Yeah. And so I was just like, I, I don't know. I admit, even... Even when I went, I was not a soccer fan. Like, I had played soccer as an elementary student, you know, the Parks and Rec. I'd even coached my little brother's soccer team once, and, you know, that was really fun. And so I enjoyed soccer, but I had never really watched it or thought of it as something that you could get, like, excited about teams about or that kind of thing until, well, until, until living in Iraq. And then I got sucked in. In fact, while I was going over to Iraq the very first time, mm -hmm. we went through Frankfurt while the World Cup was being played in Frankfurt. In Frankfurt. And mm. I didn't have any connotation of what that meant except for the fact that it was crowded and transportation was hard. Yeah. Did um, you like have a layover in Franklin? Yeah. It wasn't just Frankfurt. like trying to or Frankfurt. 
We weren't just trying to get from one end of the airport to No, we had a layover. And, like, I remember seeing signs and, like, the side of a building painted and being like, what's that? I mean, part of it was just, <laughs> you know, jet lag and, like, sure, you know, sure. uh, it's not that I hadn't ever heard of the World Cup, but, like, I didn't ha- I didn't think about the fact that it was going on. And or it that did, it's, like, a huge deal. Or that it was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until the next World Cup that I got super into it. Which and that's would have been 2010. And I watched that. That was South in, Africa, right? Yeah. Okay. I John watched it in Oxford. four countries. Nice. So I started out watching it in Iraq mm-hmm. with our rabbit ears hanging over the front of the television because that's the only way we could get pick it up nice and like it's all in arabic and all you can hear are the the vuvuzuelas the buzz Mm -hmm. and it's like in black and white because it's such bad reception sure and my roommate was like translating for me every now and then because she spoke arabic and then i watched more of it we were taking a group of students through europe Mm -hmm. I watched more of it in Istanbul. I remember the students explaining it to me, Mm -hmm. like how the things worked, how the competition, you know, worked and how, how some of how the game worked and strategy behind it and who they were really fans of. And like being able to walk down the street in Istanbul and all of the restaurants have put out big screens. So you can walk down the street and not miss a moment of the game. (laughs) That's awesome. And then I watched... Um, I watched part of the game in Rome, one of the games where Italy was playing on this enormous inflatable screen nice. that was hundreds of feet wide, mm-hmm. like, like projected projected onto, onto this giant screen with this huge crowd. The energy was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up having to leave before the end, which I was glad because Italy lost that game. Oh, <laughs> so they were awkward. <laughs> but I was—they weren't was, playing the U.S. though, right? No, okay. no, they weren't. Well, we weren't were probably all right. We weren't going to be in trouble. But and then I, yeah, ended up back in the states, and I was like, no one here cares about this thing that I have been following for the last, you know, weeks in all these internationally countries. following. <laughs> yeah, and finally, like, I found out that a theater in my hometown was was showing the last few games and so I was able to go to this movie theater with like 15 other people (laughs) and watch the last game it's like this weird nerd sub sub (laughs) subculture yeah Yeah. but it was really fun and it was really fun actually at that point because I'd listen to it in Arabic and then in Turkish and then in Italian to be like oh I understand in English yeah. So I think that I've loved, loved I the World Cup. I think I came to Iraq right after that World Cup. And I don't remember watching a whole lot of that World Cup. I mean, I think we watched the Brazil games. My family lived, my dad's family lived in Brazil for a long time. So we're big Brazil fans. Sorry, everyone else. Not sorry, Argentina. <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I think my recollection from that is coming in and everyone singing the Shakira song that was, like, the World Cup theme song. Yeah, it was really popular. And being like, I hate this song so much. <laughs> and then, like, it it would get stuck in my head. And even now, from time to time, I think about that song and it takes me right back to my first year teaching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're big football fans. They really like, like, the two big teams are Barcelona and Real Madrid. 
mm-hmm. which I think are uh, Lionel Messi plays on one and Ronaldo plays on the other. Messi is Barcelona. It's the stripy jersey. The stripy jersey. The stripy jersey. That's how I remember. <laughs> soccer jerseys are really common for yes. kids to wear, mm-hmm. like, as their clothing yeah. all the time. Um, I think a couple of years ago there was a news story about a kid who had made a messy jersey out of a stripy um, grocery bag, like plastic grocery bag, and he wrote messy and wrote the number. I think he's 10 on the back. And then like, you know, through social media, eventually got to meet Messi and it was like a big deal. And I was like, oh man, my students are probably dying. They would love that. But yeah, everybody plays. Um, It's definitely more common for the boys Uh to be footballers Mm -hmm. than the girls. Um, Although probably one of the best soccer players I met was a girl. She played for the DeHook women's team. Um, and they actually, I think, went to the Iraqi national football playoffs. Nice. And she's, like, one of their star forwards. Anyway, she's an amazing player. Um, it was a pleasure to teach her. She was a wonderful kid, too. But, yeah, they all love it. And so it was, like, I could come in with, like, soccer skills because my family is big into soccer. I grew up playing soccer. And my students were like, Miss, you're a player. Like, you can play. And I was like, whoa, I'm no Lionel Messi, but, but. I do pretty good. Um, and so to kind of have that immediate, like, oh, oh, you're, you're like, cool. You're a cool person. Yeah. That, I think that's how I got asked to join a rap group, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they saw me play soccer. and you must have rapping skills as I, well. Then. Apparently. But, um, yeah, the, the soccer uh, camps and... Uh, stuff that we did with the different schools and stuff mm-hmm. were all really well attended. Like, mm-hmm. kids loved the chance to get out and play some football. Yeah, and we had some Brazilian friends in Erbil mm-hmm. um, that started kind of a football program for the kids at the school. Um, and that was really popular. I got to help coach the girls' teams for yeah. that. It was so um, much fun. Which was really fun. A great way to get exercise outside um, in a culture where women don't really exercise outside. Um, and everywhere you go in in Iraq, every city has at least one. Every Even like a small town has a soccer field. And most of them have these like huge colorful like tent things yeah. that go over them. Mm-hmm. Like huge they're, canopies. They're shaded. And so it's always like, oh, that it was an easy um, direction marker mm-hmm. of landmark. Like, you want to go past this football field? It has the blue, yellow, and red striped canopy, mm-hmm. or the and blue then and white striped mm-hmm. canopy, or the. <laughs> and so they're kind of awesome for that reason. They are. They're bright, and like the whole system of like you can schedule your time on the field. Like, it's a public field, sort of, but you can schedule your time and you have to pay so much to be on the field. And um, really brilliant. I kind of wish that the U.S. had more soccer fields kind of like that. But because of the desert, it's, like, not even AstroTurf. It's, like, plastic grass with, like, little tiny rubber bits in it. Yeah. And so it really hurts to, like, slide (laughs) or fall on. And I always felt like I had breathing problems afterwards. I was like, I have tiny rubber particles in my lungs. I'm going to die. This is how I die. It's also so dry. Yeah. you got to drink yeah. a lot of water if Super you're going to play sports in Iraq. Mm-hmm. If you're planning on doing any international travel, brush up on your soccer knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll help you out a lot. Yeah. Most people around the world are 
watching or participating in soccer. So get some skills, Americans. <laughs> American football does not translate, believe me. And I'm kind of glad. I mean, personal opinion, kind of glad. <laughs> you need helmets and pads. I mean, that too. It takes right. a lot of investment lot of, where you can take a bunch of t-shirts and plastic bags and make them into a ball and shazam, mm-hmm. you in the street. You've got a game. There you go. Yeah, and kids would play in the street. Any Anything that would remotely roll became a soccer. Yeah, soccer water ball. bottles. Water bottles. Oh, man. Confiscated so many grimy, gross water bottles that have been kicked around as their soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part was the kids in the street all would run around, and they would be playing in these little like slide on sandals mm-hmm. or like flip flops kind yeah. of shoes like that's your standard street soccer footwear yeah and it's awesome and they're having a good time and like they're passionately arguing about whether or not they've gotten a foul called or and you're like <laughs> you're playing in a street that's like six feet wide like you're gonna run into each other it's fine yeah I had many many students that I had to talk down from the I'm going to be a football star mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. they were all convinced that, especially the boys, convinced that they were going to be the next Ronaldo, the next Messi. Really? And, yeah, and I was just like, look, you still need to know how to do math. <laughs> like, it's important. Even Messi went to school. Right. You can find that online. Yes. It's important for you to get an education as well. I know it's art class, but you need it. <laughs> Um, but soccer wasn't the only sport that was played. No. Um, I think the actual national sport of Iraq is handball. Really? Which I had never seen played before. No, I don't think I ever saw it played either. Um, it looks like a sport that I would love because it's super aggressive. And it's kind of like soccer, but you throw the ball. Like, it's a small ball, uh-huh. but you throw it to each other. So maybe it's more the one- like rugby? You throw it to each other. But there's, like, a, a tiny goal that you're trying to throw it into. And there are teams. It's not, like, somehow in my head when you said handball, I thought. Like, like racquetball, but like with your you, hands. Or, like, the thing where you throw it at the walls and it yeah, bounces. Yeah, that, that is also handball. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but, no, this is, like, indoor, like, on a basketball court size. Slightly smaller than a volleyball, but it looks like a volleyball. Okay, okay. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, this is what it's like. It's like water polo without the water. Ah, all right, all right. This is how it was explained to me by an American much, <laughs> much later. And I was like, okay, I have a context for water polo. I don't understand the rules, but, but I get I get the, the basic idea. point. So that's actually the national sport. So apparently. you watched that? Um, I had a friend that played, an American friend that played with an Iraqi club team. Huh. And she said it was the most brutal sport she had ever played. Oh, my. And she came back with, like, scratches down her arm and, like, bruises. And I think she got hit in the face once and had a black eye. Like, I was like, That's dang. <laughs> yeah. And and women only for her. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. She would come back crying. Like, she was a tough lady. And she would come back and be like, they're just so mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm really sorry. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, we never tried that sport. <laughs> With good reason, I think. Um, but we did start up, I one point was asked to start um, a sport for the girls. Mm-hmm. And the only sport I played in high school was volleyball. So they're like, yeah, okay, start a volleyball team. So we got volleyballs and we started teaching the basics of volleyball. They have built a gym. Mm-hmm. And so we're really excited to be able to go into the gym because the other court we'd been using, we used for a while, was, you know, hard to get to and, sure. and hard to coordinate. And so... Right, because how common are volleyball courts? This was the only one that I knew of. Okay. And yeah. it belonged to the American University. So... Well, that makes sense. <laughs> we're like, okay. You know, we started learning. And then, so we ended up getting in the gym. And, and I say gym kind of loosely. <laughs> sure. Because... We discovered fairly quickly that the ceiling was quite low. Which is not good for and volleyball. And was made, it was like a drop ceiling made of like those styrofoam panels. Uh-huh. Which, <laughs> if you hit them, or the light fixtures in the ceiling uh-huh. with a volleyball, because you can't control it super well because you're a beginner. Right. Yeah, we, we destroyed a good portion of the ceiling before. Um, and, and also the other PE classes that were in there before all balls were outlawed in the gym. Um, so what, how, hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. So you're just run around in circles? Run in circles or hopscotch or stuff. Yeah, the volleyball team didn't really last. We did have fun with it, though, mm-hmm. and the girls did want to play sports. And so um, we then decided to do basketball, mm-hmm. which I had never played Okay. Um, but I was familiar with, you know, had played for fun. Sure. Um, and so me and some of the other Americans on my team started teaching them to play basketball. And we were back out at that other court. Yeah. And there were some other public courts that we could use mm-hmm. and get time on. Yeah, I feel like I have seen Iraqis play volleyball occasionally, just like for funsies. Yeah, they'll do like the, a pickup game kind um, of thing. With some strings strung up across right. some random spot, but I I did see a surprising number of basketball hoops. Like mm-hmm. I was I was kind of surprised by mm-hmm. how many people were like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, when I first went, the first thing we were doing was a basketball camp for a week, mm-hmm. and there was this big game where a bunch of the guys who had come with us played one of the local club teams uh-huh. or with one of the local club teams yeah. and it was a definitely a hit and mm-hmm. you know they were excited and you know one of the the guys on our team they thought looked like Michael Jordan <laughs> so they you know all thought he was I Michael feel, Jordan and we're like I well no not like really but any tall African-American man there gets called Michael Jordan yeah. maybe now it's like LeBron James but <laughs> yeah. yeah I definitely they don't have a concept of like if you're African-American and you're tall, you must play basketball. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We played a lot of that with the girls and had, you know, games with other teams, mostly college women's teams Mm -hmm. um, with our high school girls. And and they they did okay. I mean, they didn't really win, but they did okay. Sure. (laughs) And we had a good time. I would say the biggest struggle really was, you know, the first steps of learning, like, about basic things like conditioning and running or not ducking when a ball is thrown at you because none of those skills are really part of what girls especially experience in Iraq. Mm -hmm. And so that's a challenge to overcome. Yes. I remember that even with soccer camps coming in to school two days later and having a girl come up to me and be like, 
Miss, my legs are broken. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have on casts. What do you mean? They hurt, Miss. Every time I sit, my legs, they just, they hurt. <laughs> and I was like, it's because you exercised. Like, you did some sustained movement. Yeah. And and so, yes, your legs are going to hurt. They're going to be sore. This it's is the muscles. Right. This is normal. You're going to be fine. <laughs> but, Miss, why? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not a science teacher. I don't know. But you'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it just isn't. It's not really done. Yeah. Girls don't really sport. Sport. Not beyond their... I mean, like, I'll see... I would say little ones, you know, like the little girls that were sent outside with their brothers at the age of, like, five or six or seven. And they would run around like crazy with Mm -hmm. their brothers. But you get much older than that, and they stop. There kind of becomes this point of, like, now you're a grown-up-ish, and so you have to start acting like the grown-up women. You act like a lady. But most of the girls that participated really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think they liked that, like, hey, this is a time and a space for me just to, like, do whatever I want. And for soccer, they would do the girls first, first thing. Hmm. um, Because there wouldn't be any guys around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, early-ish in the morning. And so even, like, people weren't really around. So it wasn't, like, shameful for the girls to be running around because there wasn't anyone else around. But it made for some cold mornings. Yeah. Well, and sometimes the cooler weather is better. I mean, that's one of the ways we would get exercise um, was that in my city there was also a park that Mm -hmm. was starting to be used by runners. Um, It had a big loop. And if you went super early in the morning, you could be there with pretty much only women. But in the summer, we would go at, yeah, like 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning because it's only like 95 degrees then. And so, <laughs> so it's like, feels really cool and nice yeah. and you can run without it being 120. I feel like the conditioning thing, though, wasn't exclusive to girls not like doing <laughs> it. I feel like a lot of the, the boys were not into like the training and conditioning really required yeah I mean they had a leg up because they were allowed to run around as much as they wanted to but I it just like is stuck in my mind driving by these soccer places and watching you know half the guys are out on the field running around and the other half are standing on the sidelines smoking cigarette after cigarette just like yeah and then putting the cigarette out and then going and running around and I was just like (laughs) how but you can't <sighs> breathe. Breathing is important. And the cigarette will not help with the breathing. I don't understand. <laughs> and, like, having that conversation with some of my, my male students and being like, you know, you're coughing all the time because you smoke. And they're like, no, no, that helps me breathe better. And it's just like, no. No, actually. It really does not. Yeah. Also, drink more water. Getting people to drink water was a challenge, especially yeah. the girls. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to. I want to drink water." Right. I don't and know. It's like if you drink water, you think you're going to sweat more. Like I, I Maybe. never got to the bottom of never that. Never got problem. to the bottom of that one. In my case, it was I don't want to have to use the janky public restrooms. <laughs> um, but I'm that way in America too, so that's not 
a rock still specific. should drink water. And I do. <laughs> I just wait till I get home. Anyway, anyway. that's a little personal. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Yeah. Are there other basketball, a little bit of volleyball, soccer for sure. I feel like at one point we had um, badminton rack, like rackets, hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't ever remember seeing a badminton birdie. And so that's they would just use them to like I hit. Think empty chip bags back we might have had birdies without racket <laughs> so that yeah mm-hmm, that maybe they were all sent from the u.s and they got split right. up in the wrong way yeah that seems like because i remember we ran go. into birdies and we didn't know like we <laughs> like, played it with, with the with hand these? like uh-huh. for p.e but yeah, I think there's always interesting ways to try to I think we played sports. kickball once, very briefly, because it devolved into, or evolved, if you prefer, into a game of soccer. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, why well, just kick the ball once and then run in a circle when I could kick the ball as much as I want and run back and forth? Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, fine. <laughs> I give up. I mean, occasionally the soccer games seemed like rugby games mm-hmm. in that there were high contact. Yeah, the only other really athletic thing we would take the students out to do was hiking. Mm-hmm. And that also ran in often to the, the issue of training and conditioning. Because I am not the most in fit, you know, in shape fit person. And yet, like, we could go on a hike. And especially for the first year of the hiking trips, like, I was not even tired by the right. time we were taking a break. Because they're all, like bending over and breathing hard just because they've never climbed a hill up right there's not a lot of cardio happening and so well the girls are wearing high heels (laughs) you know things like you should wear tennis shoes and loose fitting clothing and like (laughs) bring water yeah all these skills hiking skills are important yeah that's one of those things that you don't think about being a skill and it's like but but really it is but really it is these things that were like taught mm-hmm. yeah sometimes I would be surprised like the sore muscles thing I was always a little bit like how do you not know I mean that was one of the things this. we had to teach the girls even about playing basketball or volleyball was mm-hmm. to wear tennis shoes mm-hmm. instead of like flat you know ballet flats right. or you know some other kind of sandal right and they're like why won't this work like can you run to the other side of the court and back in those? And not fall all <laughs> over the place? Oh. I mean, I will say I've seen women do some amazing things in shoes that I don't think I could walk in. Yes. But still not ideal for playing sports. True, true. If you want to find out more about basketball and women's basketball in Iraq... There's a really great movie called Salam Dunk, S-A-L-A-A-M Dunk, and I think you can find it online for free. We'll we'll put something in the show notes. It's a super great film about, yeah, American University women's basketball team, and there's even some of our students in a game with some of our our girls in it in there, so. Um, We are the enemy in that particular film story, though, so. Oh goodness! I mean, we're we're the opposing team. Sure. So, <laughs> they don't, do they mention that it's college versus high school? No. Okay. Of course not. You know, they got to keep up appearances. <laughs> so go go find Salam Salam Dunk. Yes. Um, and don't forget to cheer for Brazil in the World Cup.
Servant Group International on Facebook or Instagram or on our website at servantgroup.org. Yeah, and if you have a question that we haven't answered yet, send us an email or Facebook message. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. No, Brazil will win. The perfect way to end a podcast. I don't know.